Hello and welcome everyone to the Women's MTB Network podcast. I'm Mia and I'm going to be your host. Our podcasts are about sharing information on all things mountain bikes from a woman's perspective. We'll be talking about bikes, components, gear, upcoming events, coaching, and much, much more. Our goal is to connect women from across the globe and inspire folks to ride, regardless of age or skill level. We'll have guests from all over the world with all types of backgrounds and different riding styles. So get comfy and be inspired to ride. Hey everyone, thank you and welcome for tuning in to today's podcast where we have the amazing Katie Lowe. Katie is living her best life as a full-time freelance artist, writer, and photographer. Through her art, she's a gifted storyteller who has worked with many different brands to spark change. She's a huge advocate for representation, inclusion, conservation, and climate change. She's a kick-ass photographer. Some of y'all may have seen some of her work recently with the whole Red Bull Rampage controversy and Red Bull formation. So we wanted to welcome Katie. Hey, Katie, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Mia. I feel like I should have you like do my intros more often. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a huge fan of yours, and I think you're so great. Like, I've been following you for a while, but recently, you know, with all the Red Bull Rampage stuff going on, like your pictures were at the forefront of everything. I've had so many people reshare it and ask me, where did you get those? And I was like, oh, you need to go talk to Katie. She's the one that took these <laughs> So before we dive into that, tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you get into photography specifically, like adventure photography, sports photography? Yeah. Um, so I... Come, I, as a kid, was always into art, so I used to, like, walk around the house as a little girl with a sketchbook and make doodles, and so I always loved making art and just being creative, and then in high school, I took a photography class, and that kind of sparked things, um, but yeah. I was actually really more interested in becoming, like, a fine art painter, um, and then, you know, got into college and got told the dumb narrative that everyone who's artistic is told that like, you know, if you be an artist, you're gonna be starving and you're never gonna make it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, yeah. well maybe painting isn't the way to go. And then um, kind of came back to photography and I just saw more tangible applications of it, whether it be like wedding photography or food photography. I was like, oh, I can kind of see a career there. Um, yeah. So focused on that, got a degree, but like didn't find that thing that clicked for a while. Like I was just kind of like, taking photos. My professors were always like, where are you going to, like, what are you going to do with this? And then that direction came when I went to a Warren Miller uh, ski film premiere. Um, and I didn't grow up skiing. I always was really, really curious about skiing, um, but it, like loved the mountains. And so yeah. I went to that premiere and like the whole time I was watching it, I was like, oh my God, this, this is it. Like, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> so That's to crazy. condense the story... <laughs> I was 19 then, and I just fully dropped out of college and, like, moved up to Truckee. I grew up in Northern California. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, and uh, just, like, tried to chase, like, chase the dream and was a ski bum. Um, eventually, that was my first attempt. It didn't go great, but <laughs> um, I went back to school, got a degree, like, tried to do the practical thing and was like, no, like, I, I think I need to actually chase this and make it happen. And around that yeah. time, I was getting interested in mountain biking and um, was just as I became more of a mountain biker, I was a consumer of mountain bike media myself and was mm -hmm. like, wow, like, like I love to ride, but there's just not a lot of women 
in in like campaigns or in movies like and I think that kind of pushed me to want to like pursue being a storyteller and content creator more because I just like selfishly wanted to see stuff that I like related with yeah that's amazing well it's important what you're doing because you are bringing all these women's voices into fruition like you're putting that in the forefront of everyone's social media now which is I guess the only way people get information nowadays is social media right (laughs) so you mentioned you started off you got really inspired by skiing right like watching those documentaries and you ski obviously now and you Mm -hmm. mountain bike what other Mm -hmm. sports do you do that you like um honestly I don't I don't have quite the time to like tack on much more between skiing and biking. <laughs> I've kayaked a little bit white water kayak but that is like the gnarliest thing in my opinion so yeah really um, more gnarly than yeah. skiing and mountain biking I know I don't know I think like the thought of like I just really respect kayakers because like with biking Skiing, I guess, kind of relates to kayaking in the sense that, like, you know, you're on this thing that isn't fully, like, you know, like, the snow can do stuff, and but the water and kayaking, like, you know, yeah. it's, it's just, there's a lot more out of your control, which I think yeah. is uh, really intimidating, but it's, it's, like, it's a cool sport, but I'm definitely yeah. kind of a person that just loves to be outside, so I also trail run a little bit and hike, but, like, I, I mostly just want to bike, <laughs> like, I have, I live next to a bike park, so I'm, usually there all the time what yeah you're in Wyoming yeah. right no I live in Massachusetts now no why did I think Wyoming <laughs> okay still I used to be awesome. in Wyoming but yeah now I live in the northeast and I live next to Thunder Mountain Bike Park and um yeah <laughs> on my bucket list for sure yeah you gotta come up we could go ride <laughs> We were going to go, I was going to come up there this summer to meet up with Becca, who's also works uh, with me here in the network. And because she's up in Pennsylvania and she goes to Thunder all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But I wasn't able to make it. It gets pricey when you're doing flights in the summer and then you have your bike, et cetera. But hopefully we'll make it next year. Um, and you're right. Kayaking is intense. Like the water is just such an intense element. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The claustrophobia in me can't even think about kayaking right now. Yeah, <laughs> which uh, which sports do you like to photograph the most? And if you were to choose between like mountain biking and skiing, which one do you like to photograph the most? Definitely biking. Yeah, why is that? Um, because <laughs> um, I mean, skiing is just like if someone was like, "Do you want to go on this ski trip and shoot?" Like, I would definitely want to do it. But biking, I guess, what I love about it is, um, is just like the variety and terrain and like scenes you can shoot like like I could be up in the like dense damp woods of British Columbia and like this is where the art background comes in but it's like very lush and green and wet and and then also next week be down in like Arizona and it's really dry and there's like all these hues from like the desert like where it's pinks and oranges like I think that not to say you can't get that stuff with ski photos but I think with me coming from that painting background, I felt like I got to like satisfy that part of me more with like all the different things you can do with bikes. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, planning a bike shoot is usually not every shoot. Cause like anything in active sports and adventure, like you're like, okay, I'm going to go here. And then it pours rain the whole time. But with skiing, like, there's just that element of like, is there going to be good snow? And that, that part kind of like ruins the fun of it for me. Cause you're like, you can like put all this energy in a shoot and then show up and you're like, all right, it's breakable crust. Like, what do we do? 
<laughs> yeah, the variables are very different, but it does show your huge artistic background of like having to set out that that background or canvas, if you would say, and then put that action person in it, your subject in there. That's super cool how you have that vision. Oh, yeah. so envious. And it shows like it shows on all your work, whether it's your paintings that I was checking out on your website or if it's, you know, in your photography. I think that's amazing. Um, you've worked with some pretty cool brands. Mm -hmm. And what was the most some one, two you can name one of the most meaningful campaigns that you've worked on? And can you touch a little bit as to why you don't have to name the brand if you don't want to, but I know you go after things that are going to advocate for representation. And so what was some brands yeah. that you've worked with that had like a meaningful campaign for you? There was a meaningful campaign for you. Yeah. Um, uh, there are quite a few. Um, I think like the most impactful one I've been able to do, like I, I also, I do a lot in filmmaking as well. Yes, um, that's right. And so me and two other women, pitched and produced an all-women ski film and that was with Arc'teryx. Um, what? What is yeah. Please let us know. I need to put this on all the things. <laughs> it's called Nexus. It's on YouTube so everyone can watch it. It's free. All right. um, but that kind of comes back to that like common thread that I brought up earlier of like, hey, I'm like a consumer of this media but like I'm not seeing those stories and um, even though I've shifted more into the bike space, I do still really love skiing and um, one of those women, Shannon Corsi, who helped, who we collaborated on this project, like she had this idea of making an all-women ski film and me and the other woman, Sophie Danison, were like, oh, fuck yeah, like we're all about that. Um, so what was cool about that process, it wasn't just Arc'teryx, there are other brands like Skeeta, um, honestly, like our heli guides, the Chugach powder guides, like everyone who came into it was like, oh yes, like we need this in action sports like we need to see conversations change we need to see like and with nexus it wasn't just about having women on screen it was about like telling more than just like okay here's a woman it's like oh like what are the challenges she's had to get where she is like what is it like to be pushed by another woman like these like really deep kind of past the service level conversations yeah. um and it felt really rewarding to have brands be like yeah we want to invest in that like we need to see more of that um so that's definitely like probably the highlight of my career so far. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And then just, I think I've definitely tried to push hard to like, you know, like it's a job, but like I'd rather choose to do the job with brands who like align with goals that I have. And um, it's cool to see the outdoor industry, certain brands like, you know, align with that and like want to like invest their money in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Are you working on anything at the moment with any brands to do certain highlights on especially in mountain biking, women in mountain biking? Um, yeah, I am working with uh, a woman named Alex Showerman. Um, she's also a person you should definitely chat with. Um, like Alex, I have like a huge crush on Alex. I'm like a total <laughs> fangirl of hers because I think she's absolutely amazing. I have reached out to her, so hopefully we can make something happen on the podcast. Heck yeah. Sorry, well, keep going. <laughs> no, no, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, she and I are working on a short film that will come out next summer um and that oh. is more related to the free ride women's free ride movement um and it's kind of similar i don't know how much i can say it but it's going to be in vermont and it, it was just cool that like even um vermont tourism who came on was like oh this is so cool that we get to like talk about these stories that haven't always been talked about um 
and uh and yeah and alex as you know she's just incredible she's so driven and has like such a bold vision and um it's that's why i like doing you know i do my photo projects i write but like the film projects are kind of like a special time for me to collaborate with people like her and and really yeah. like see something be made that's so. so amazing i need to pitch yeah. you something an idea that i have after this we'll talk okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no alex is amazing um okay so let's talk a little bit about your time at formation so for those of you who don't know in 2019 katie holden spearheaded the red bull formation which was a free ride event for women similar to red bull rampage because at the time for some reason which i will not go into because it'll get me mad women were not allowed to compete at rampage to this day actually that's that's still the case but it started in 2019 and i think you were there that first year is that right mm -hmm. i've i've been to every formation <laughs> so uh -huh. i've been able yes, to really see yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was um, going to be my question. How was your first year and then in comparison to the last two years before it was canceled? So, I mean, it's it, like, I hate to be like, I, it, like, it's hard to even sum up concisely. But the first year was wild because I remember Katie like reached out to me and was like, I'm, I'm planning this progression camp. And I was like, oh, cool. And it was like in Utah. And it was one of those things that, like once I got there, it just like felt so earth shattering. And especially, yeah. um, it was like that, that first one was such a pilot. Like it was, um, you know, like this classic with women stuff, like, you know, having to show the whole industry, like, Hey, like this is, this is like a real thing that's happening. Um, and so I think we were all kind of holding our breath because we're like, wow, like this really feels like we're kind of like touching on something groundbreaking right now. Um, yeah. And I got really lucky that Katie has a very holistic vision um, when it comes to creating change. And so not only was formation about breaking barriers for athletes, but she um, really pushed to like bring in female um, creators and female media. So I got brought in and I was mentored by Paris Gore who was um the photographer for the event and someone who I've yeah. like really looked up through my career and he was absolutely amazing and um just like was such an ally and it was really yeah. awesome to see and then the next year um they pushed really hard to bring in like a full female creative team which was like insane like I haven't had that really happen much in my um in my career and um yeah, the, the, so we had 2019, which was, um, you know, it, it started off and, and like the athletes were figuring things out and there were just like all these huge moments, like Hannah Bergman, who came in as this dark horse, you know, people really didn't know who yeah. she was. And she, um, she, she was like one of the first athletes to drop in and like, uh, check off like a huge feature and I remember that was like the hammer dropping and it was like okay game's on like we're here and it just like was dominoes after that um, <laughs> and just seeing to know that like like I remember after I was like like Hannah Hannah's like she's gonna go places and then shortly after she got her rebel hole like it was just wild to see how quickly the dominoes were falling um, yeah yeah I'm trying to see if I can find that photo that you're talking about on your Instagram. Here we go. Okay. So I'm going to share my screen here real quick. So folks who are watching this can see 
This is from, and I'm sure Katie, you have a ton more of these, but this is from the most recent post within the last month, I want to say that Katie was highlighting some of the same features that the women were doing at Rampage, the same lines really, right? And was this the one you were talking about? I know this is in 2022, but was this a similar feature or line that you were just talking about? Um, so the 2019 was a different, um, and I can, I can send you the shot. Um, but so, and this is a great story. So yeah, I made a collage of photos that I had and then, yep. so because to step back, <laughs> so <laughs> formation, formation happened, we had three formations and it went from being this like, you know, pilot event to then 2021, which like the progression from those two events just exploded, you know, yeah. it, it was like full lines, women, the, like the stuff they were, they just came in so confident and like leveled up so quickly. And then 2022, yeah. like even pushed that further, we saw more tricks and, um, you know, Casey and Hannah rode red, uh, Brett readers old line from 2014. Um, so all yeah. of this, all this progression was happening and because the coverage of formation wasn't um you know like it was a private event they didn't broadcast it so like a lot of people just don't know what happened and when when rebel made the post announcing this year's competitors for rampage and people went on there and commented like hey what about the women and then you saw the like the vileness of what happened oh, in the God. comment section which we don't really need to talk about but I remember just like looking through it and just getting so upset because a lot of the comments were like, they just can't do this. And like, I just felt like this crazy person. I'm like, no, but I, I've seen it with my own <laughs> eyes, <laughs> you know? And then on top of that, I'm like, it's literally the exact same feature. Like, I don't think people yeah. realize. And so I just, in this rage, <laughs> pulled up my amazing. photos <laughs> and just scrubbed through all the, cause I knew um, I knew that I had people tell me that these were the same features, but then after going through, I like combed through all these old rampages and just started pulling screenshots. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, like that is the same drop. Yeah. And like, look, so-and-so hit that too. Like it's it, the first one that you have pulled up was the one yeah. that really started it because I uh -huh. knew everyone kept talking about how like Via hit that hip. That's insane because Andre Lukondagi on the bottom photo hit it yep. and won Rampage that year. Yep. And so I was like, well, what? There's more because we kept talking about it and it just kind of like I, I barely even scratched the surface too. <laughs> you, um, you, yeah, that was that was the same thing. Like, and that's crazy is that you barely scratched the surface. And then recently there was this event where all the women were out there like what, two weeks ago? out yeah, they, in utah they uh yeah they had a chelsea kimball had a, a women's progression session which that's the thing too you know people they chirp back they're like well they want to do something about this they should organize something and i'm like yeah <laughs> have you heard of hang time have you heard of dark horse have you heard of thunderstruck and we have another progression session so chelsea did this incredible progression session and she did it at um the og rampage site um, and then some other like notable, um, like desert free ride zones. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, 
I don't know. Well, that could go on right. and on. You can't. I mean, we could spend <laughs> hours talking about this issue. It it really is amazing. And if you guys are still watching the screen, this is the image. These are Katie's photos that were published on the Free Hub Mag. It was a cover story mm -hmm. that they did um, in August of this year, just highlighting just not only the camaraderie but the amazing women who put this together. There was a photo of Katie Holden there a second ago, and the photographers, the diggers, the the writers, like the people that make this possible. Um, mm -hmm. I, you guys need to check this out for sure and go on her Instagram and follow her. I'm going to put all the information in, in the description, <laughs> but um, so 2020, you were 2021, you said you had seen the progression just go from like skyrocket with these women, right? Yeah. Cause I think, cause like, you know, 2019, some insane stuff happened, but it was like the first time where a lot of women were like, oh, what is free ride? Oh, like, can I be here? And I think them getting that taste and then having the time and then knowing that was the thing too. If you talk to a lot of athletes, it's like when, when formation returned, there was a COVID pause, but when they knew it was coming, they like, they just like dropped the hammer, put in the time, you know, did the work. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's like when you create the opportunity, they will rise to the occasion. And they did, they, they built steeper lines and hit bigger drops and like, you know, just came in so confident. And then to, to piggyback that on 2022, you saw tricks added in and you saw the women riding full top to bottom rampage ride lines. Like it's like, that's the thing too. If you talk to the athletes, male or female, you know, everyone's like, this is insane how much has happened in such a short span. Like that only speaks to the progression. Um, yeah. And, and like the last piece I just want to say is like, you know, like I understand that it's complicated and there's a lot of nuance and we like, you know, like fixing this issue isn't going to happen like with a snap of the fingers, but to like constantly stuck at this excuse that like, well, they're not ready just feels unfair and i i'm like well, what what else do they have to do like i feel like this bar keeps getting pushed higher and higher and like at yeah. some point it's just exclusion i agree with you a hundred percent because it seems like just as we're saying the progression has been huge but not only in such a short amount of time but it's also mental too right it's like they were given the chance to progress and the resources to train and ride and improve and just seeing the amount of things these women can do is absolutely crazy. And I agree that it does seem it's like it's exclusionary because a lot of people in the comments that were horrible comments kept saying they are trying to take away from the men. And it's like, no, that's not what we're doing. This isn't pie. Everyone yeah. gets to, everyone gets to participate. It's not removing something from you. It's adding to this amazing sport. It's letting other women see that you can do this. It's the next generation being like, holy cow, I can do that. I'm never going to forget. I did a podcast with um, Lindsay Reichter last year. And yeah. she said that she was having women coming to her clinic, wanting to learn how to whip a bike because they watched formation. <laughs> And I'm just sitting there going, that is so awesome. And she'd say, well, you got to learn a lot more before you can learn how to whip, but let's get you there, you know? But that came from watching formation. And so mm -hmm. like that one time, so I think it's so cool 
and we need to spark some change. I know there must be a lot of things in the background in the works trying to trying to make that happen for next year. And we do also have a lot of male allies as well. This isn't just women that are doing this. There are a lot of male allies who want women to share the stage because let's face it, not a lot of people can do what they do anyway. Yeah. So, male or female. <laughs> when you're seeing like examples of like, whether it be um, Hardline or Dark Fest where like there's just this collaboration going on and it's really beautiful. And like, you know, like the women really like, I, I can't speak for all of them, but I, I don't know. I like the women have amazing male allies and, you know, love riding with their female friends just as much as the men. And um, like, I think it would just like, you know, to bring up formation, like in 2021, Carson Storch, uh, Ethan Nell and DJ Brandt came out and like, did some some mentoring and, and support for the athletes and they were just so stoked about it they're like this is so cool like yeah. that you know and so I think it's like it it, it helps all of us right and yeah. I, I don't know I just think it would be a really positive thing and like such a cool thing for all of us to collaborate together I mean it happens in all the other sports like exactly I think snowboarding you know like the collaboration between male and female snowboarders and like is, is really awesome to see yeah yeah, I think we're getting there for sure. And Carson's such an amazing writer. I was watching him at Rampage on Friday. Did you? Were you there? Were you able to be at Rampage this year? Yes. Yeah, I just got back, so I was there this past weekend. And yeah. oh my god, tell me all the things. How was it? <laughs> it was. It was a good ramp. That it's my been my fourth one. Um, and I do the editorial coverage for Red Bull, so it's been a really cool role to have the last few years. Um. Awesome. And this one just felt like a very storybook rampage because, like, um, the it was a return venue, so the most of the riders had like been familiar with their lines, um, knew what they wanted to build, and then they got quite a bit more practice time than normally because they had been there before. And then um, the conditions on the event were like pretty as good as it could get. Like the wind wasn't too bad, and like you know there were a couple crashes but for the most part everyone had really clean runs and like um I worked with Cam Zink a couple times and he's like yeah. a really incredible person and is super hard working and like just from my perspective as a colleague and knowing what it's taken for him to get there like to see him land that 63 foot step down like I I was crying <laughs> like and I... to see his family react the way yeah. they did it was just like there's no way to do... you it's just a lot. I, like, I'm pretty sure we all cried. <laughs> <laughs> that was insane, especially considering in his first run, he didn't have the speed, so he stopped. And that yeah. was heartbreaking and what he was doing. But having seen him pull that off, I think I was muted on my – I think I was in a meeting, and I was muted, but I had it on the side, so I started to scream. I was like <laughs> – and I work from home, and my wife also works from home, and she's like, what is happening? And I'm like, I can't even, I can't even tell you which is happening right now. <laughs> You're like, I don't know how to put this concisely. And like, just like, you have to be fully invested where I'm at right now. Like, <laughs> Oh man, yeah. there were some crashes there on the day of, and I think the dudes were okay for the most part. Um, but there was one that didn't come off so well a couple days before that. Right. Guy, I think he, he had some gnarly injuries. Yeah, G crashed pretty G, hard. It's all good. Um, I wasn't there for that one, but um, yeah, I came like I think two days after. But I just remember I was like really looking forward to his line, honestly, because I think that sometimes those World Cup racer backgrounds, like they pick 
just like really like bread and dog is an example like uh they just pick kind of like different from the normal free ride approach and um his drop was just insanely disgustingly huge and um the video is just hard to watch so i'm really glad that it wasn't anything more severe even though there those were some pretty burly injuries that he sustained yeah the sport is not kind to the body depending on how you push it um whether or not you're doing big jumps or not um yeah so what an amazing experience to be there was a pretty packed how was the vibe at rampage this year um yeah i mean i think it was it felt pretty standard to most um and like same kind of normal crowd and stuff um there's definitely some chitter chatter about like the women's stuff going on but um once once like practice and finals are going down it was just so intense <laughs> i think we were all just yeah. like please everyone just get down safely yeah <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah for sure for sure um is would you say that for me these events like these free ride events not just formation or rampage are they some of your favorite to shoot or do you prefer to do a more like one-on-one approach to shoot riders yeah that's a good question um i think i i prefer to do a mix um the free rides like the events are really really fun and i think that now that i've been doing it for a while like it to me they always feel like kind of like little homecoming slash reunions because like a great way to see all these people in one spot um yeah and then usually like like hang time is one i've shot that i just is just such a cool one like hannah works so hard hannah bergman works so hard to um not only uplift like her community but also the next generation so like the last time i shot it there was like this like pack of like 14 year olds just (laughs) sending it um yeah (laughs) so that like they're just i feel like these shoots satisfy different things. Like the events are more about like the community and like the storytelling around that. And just kind of like, what can you get in like this uncontrolled space? And then like the brand campaign work I do is like usually a little more about concept and like working with a writer or two and like trying to be like very artistic and like being very calculated about light and like location. So, um, so that's a nice way to like kind of spread it out versus like, I think if I shot events all the time, I would be, pretty burnt out just because they're really intense (laughs) yeah i bet i bet um so in terms of mountain biking how often do you get to ride for fun you know you probably ride your bike when you're shooting but for fun like how often do you get to do that um it definitely depends on the year um now that i'm a freelancer i ride a lot more because i i'm like you know this is a priority so i'm gonna (laughs) go for that ride in the morning and then work Um, yeah that's good (laughs) i feel like on a good week i'll ride three to four times a week um yeah i just i love it and um like it's my way of detoxing and just i i think there's just like no better feeling than like flying through the woods on a bike um and i live next to a bike park and it's an amazing yeah (laughs) so that helps um and then i I start coaching so that's something i do on the side and i love working with the kids and i just really think that i'm just obsessed with bikes whether i'm like shooting it or just doing it like it's definitely (laughs) something that i love so yeah if i could ride five days a week i would (laughs) yeah me too i didn't know you you would coach too that's awesome yeah just just like 
something um my my boyfriend runs the bike school at our bike park so he was like we need more coaches especially women and I was like I can't do that and then <laughs> it's been like the coolest way to like learn more as a rider like I've, I coach skiing also and I've done that for a while but um the same what the saying goes like what to the best way to learn is to teach and just to like think about like fundamentals especially with kids because like yeah. They they mostly just want to ride, but to like stop and talk about like, oh, how do we like get through tech or how do we like hit a jump is like really fun. So Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And with kids too, it's so inspiring to see them progress and how they learn things as well. Teaching kids. Yeah. I think it's so much fun watching them do that stuff. Um, I was at the bike bike park this weekend and you always see like little kids progressing. One of the um one of my friends uh he has a 10 year old boy and we were riding this weekend and this kid is on a large e-bike that's like 50 oh something pounds and he's ripping it and i was like tanner how old are you and he's like i'm 10 i'm like and you're on your dad's bike their dad's like six two and this oh kid's riding, and he's just progressing so well he, the kid was incredible um so we talked about some upcoming projects you have with the great alex Wait, before before we move on, what kind of bike do you ride? What's your what brand? What's travel? Some specs. Give us a quick lowdown on the bike you're on right now. Um, I have a Juliana Rubion. Um, nice. So it's a one sixty or one fifty one sixty travel. Um, enduro. I definitely like I I climb so I can go down. So I am much more yep. a gravity focused rider. Um, yep. And uh, I do a lot of like enduro style riding. I actually race enduro, not just like just for fun mostly because i just like love reason to go hang out with a bunch of women and ride enduro trails awesome. and um and uh yeah it's the only bike i have in my quiver right now i'd love to get a trail bike but you know <laughs> i'm gonna keep working yeah. on that <laughs> yeah no trail bikes are fun but the, the rubions is super fun too i've ridden mm -hmm. i've been on one of those before the suspension on the santa cruz's juliana's are really great um yeah. so what is the best worst advice that someone has given you in your field so it's kind of like we always ask this question so it's like the worst advice someone has given you when it comes to mountain biking let's do mountain biking first then we'll do mm. photography <laughs> but it's so bad that it was like the best worst advice does that make sense like, like the worst so you know like for me the worst advice someone's given me is like oh, you don't have to use your front brake. You can just use your back brake. And that's like the worst, like, that's like the worst thing you could do, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I think with mountain biking, the excuse of just like, oh, actually, I feel like I, I am a newer jumper. And I feel like the advice, especially always for my guy friends is like, just go faster. <laughs> and I would be like, but I don't get it. Like, all I'm doing is just landing nose heavy and it's scary. And then like, no, it doesn't help. No, <laughs> in my opinion, it doesn't help. <laughs> that or like just get your butt back, which we learned. Like you actually want weight on the front of your tire, especially when you're riding something steep. <laughs> you don't want to just go all the way back. That's bad news, bears. <laughs> um, what's what about so in like in photography? Um, I'm trying to think. If there isn't one, that's okay. But I always—I know like, I don't know if there's <laughs> something that stands out. I mean, yeah, I think like, I mean, someone, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of the moment. That's okay. 
You've got nothing but good mentorship. That's amazing. <laughs> You've had great mentorship with that. I'm unlucky. I mean, I can think of like dumb things I've done, but <laughs> yeah. So you've got um, winter is coming down. Well, it's fall right now over in Vermont nice. where you're at. Uh, sorry, Massachusetts. Um, do you get to do a lot of writing before the snow comes in? When does when are you guys predicted to like be hunkering down? That's a good question. I'm originally from California, and this is my first full. So I used to live in Jackson, Wyoming for the winters, and then we did uh, summers and falls out here. But um, now we're out here full time. So I actually, I like, I, I don't know really anything about living and doing. Um, oh, God. Um, well, so, <laughs> no, I, that makes me sound way less intelligent than I am. Um, no. I, um, I, yeah, I, I think it starts to snow maybe end of November if we're lucky, but December is usually like when winter kicks on. Yeah. Um, but I mean, every winter is different and climate change has definitely shifted seasons out here. So it's kind of like really what, what Mother Nature decides. But yeah. um, our riding season, I remember last year, I mean, people were biking, I think early April and then we can still bike now. And I think we can bike really up until late November. And then um, a lot of our bike trails are also like, pretty good to go for fat biking too which is kind of cool that oh. can, like, keep going so um, that's cool yeah which I'm, I'm excited about because to keep to keep like just keep that pedaling kind of um routine in and fat biking is super fun I used to do that in Wyoming too so um yeah but it's cold you still get the motivation <laughs> to go out in like freezing weather <laughs> I mean yeah I've definitely like my wife makes fun of me because he's from the northeast so he's like dealt with dry or wet cold versus i'm from out west and we're yeah have a lovely dry cold so i'm always like it's too cold and he's like <laughs> no it's not um but yeah i think uh especially out here since we're more north north it's like gonna get dark really early so i think like i have the mindset of like even if it's cold i just need to like go out and like get get the blood moving and just yeah. be outside. And um, the cool thing is, so the bike park we live next to is also a ski resort. It's a cute ski resort. So I can ski still and it's actually uphill friendly. So I'll probably ski tour as well. So there'll still be like plenty, plenty That's to amazing. do. It's amazing. I need to live in a place like that. Well, I'm, I'm in <laughs> California. So maybe Mammoth this year, we'll still have a bunch of snow that we could go up to. I mean, yeah, there's still it? snow now. I know. Like were people like skiing till like August? Yeah, I think so. And only the lower part of Mammoth trails were open to mountain bikes. The upper ones were just insane. I went to the Sequoias in May and mm -hmm. the rivers were just rushing from wow. the water, melting from the Sierras and coming down. Like it was, it was crazy. Absolutely insane. Um, crazy. Katie, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. You are an inspiration. I love your photos. I love what you stand for. And your storytelling is incredible. Anything we can do to help you, especially with any projects and the one with Alex that'll be coming out next year, like let us know. Maybe we could do another podcast before release with you and her. You guys can yeah. promote it. We'll do something that way. That'd be awesome. Um, thank you again. And for everyone listening, I'm going to put all of Katie's information in the description whether it is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube, you guys can get a hold of her, ask her questions. She's super friendly and knowledgeable. 
and uh, make sure you follow her because she's going to have some amazing things coming down the work. So Katie, thank you again. Have a great rest of your day and we'll chat soon. Oh, thank you so much, Mia. This was awesome. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>